My friends, hello. Join us on this episode of The Marvel of Horror, where we discuss the German expressionistic classic, Nosferatu, a 1922 silent film which some people claim to this day is still the greatest vampire movie ever made. Find us on YouTube at The Marvel of Horror Podcast. Like, subscribe, leave your comments below. Here we go. Welcome, my friends, to the Marvel of Horror, where we discuss all things past, present, and future as they pertain to the horror genre. I'm your friend, your host, your fellow horror enthusiast, Bruce Marvel, and tonight our guest is co-host of the Thank You for Your Services podcast, which airs every Thursday. You also might recognize him from performing at such musical acts as Twitching Witches and Fat Monster Matt, and in a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago, he was in a band with yours truly, called Black Hand. He's the one, the only, Fat Matt. Hey, Bruce, how are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. First off, before we get yes. into anything, dude, thank you so much for coming on dude, the show. thank you for having me. Oh, no, I, I want you to be I've been uh, wanting to do this since you, since the inception of the idea. Really well, good. hopefully you'll be a uh, returning guest, returning champion to the uh, Marvel of Horror here. Yeah, oh, always, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I'll come, I'll come on every week and do this. <laughs> <laughs> we rather yeah talk about horror yeah so before we get into anything okay what was your baptism into the love of the horror genre was it like a movie was it an event was it oh my god what um, got you hooked man wow i don't think i've ever been asked this question um i think from when i was a baby like maybe even three years old, I started watching Mighty Max on TV. Do you know what Mighty Max is? I do. Okay. So Mighty Max had lots of uh, classical horror influences in it. And they would even, like, in the show, go 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And they met Jules Verne and stuff. Like, <laughs> so all that was implanted in my head at a young age. And then in the, you know, because I grew up in the 90s. The, in the 90s, the Universal Monsters made a comeback. Yeah. Like they were on stamps and everything. And my mom's cousin would take us to Universal Studios because they lived really close by. They would fly us out and everything. Like, because we were awesome. kind of we were kind of broke growing up. So they would just like fly us out, take us there, buy tickets and everything. So I was obsessed from a young age. I'm talking three, four years old, just obsessed. And then I started getting books from the local library that had, um, I would get literally a book just titled Godzilla. Like, all the time, a book titled Dracula, and it would go over the movies, and it would have shots from the movie, but they weren't, they were all black and white shots, mm -hmm. and then it would just tell you what was going on in the picture, and then there was another book, I remember these three books specifically, because um, there was one more book, and it was, like, elongated, like, it wasn't, like, regular book size, and it had all the scenes from the Friday the 13th series in there. Oh wow! And and it had like the um, the hatchet through the head scene uh, from Dawn of the Dead. Okay. And just as a little kid, I was just eating it up. I mean, <laughs> I really could barely read, but it was just the imagery of it. But they're all such like iconic images, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I can totally, I can totally see that. Oh, totally. Like once and you like, say the hatchet scene in Dawn of the Dead, boom! I knew, you know, what I mean, I can see that thing like as clear as day. Oh, same and same. Uh, do, uh so. My first, like, I remember seeing a clip at my, of my friend's TV, because we didn't have cable or nothing. So I, I remember just being at my friend's house, and they had on, it was near Halloween, and one of their channels, it was probably AMC now that I'm older, uh, thinking about it, was playing Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And it was oh, the yeah. scene in the hospital where Dylan, her son, Skin won't stop, like, throwing up in the... Anyway, that's like always like ingrained into my brain. I was like, oh my God, that was awesome. I'm, it's so scary. Like, I got to figure out what that was. So I, I would like search and like go to the video store and rent different things. And I remember thinking it was Friday the 13th. And I had gotten this comic book from, this is, I know, I'm sorry. This is like really long. Yeah, yeah. But so it's what we're all about here. I had gotten a comic book, I think. I picked it up either for free or for like five cents at the Newcastle Farmer's Market in like 95, maybe, something like that, 1995. And it was 
it was Jason Goes to Hell, the comic. But on the other half of it, if you flip it over, it was Zorro, which I also love. I love Zorro. Yeah. And the whole story of Jason Goes to Hell is in there, including the um, when Freddy... You know, takes his mask down from the sand and mm-hmm. takes, it, takes it down. And yeah, the seeds the seeds they planted for Freddy versus Jason, and I oh, guess exactly. what, it, what it takes. So Freddy versus Jason was what, like two thousand five? No, two thousand three. Two thousand three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, and Jason goes to hell. Was like what, like ninety three? Ninety three. So yeah. yeah, took all that time for that movie to finally happen. So when I finally w- rented Jason Goes to Hell, it was nineteen ninety seven, and I was turning seven i was almost i think i was still six i rented jason goes to hell and i was sick that day and like my mom like let me let me rent like three movies or something from the video store and we you know so one of them was jason goes to hell and then it was like a couple of horror movies i think one was the frighteners now that i think about it but it was a great movie. great movie a very underrated film mm-hmm. um so i rented you know jason goes to hell i put it in do you remember the threesome scene where the, oh, I'm sorry, the scene where they're trying to get a threesome go or a foursome going. It's the 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 guy, the the baby daddy picks up the hitchhikers and it's three like young adults and they're going camping, and two are boyfriend and girlfriend and one's like third wheeling it. I vaguely remember. All right. Well, that. anyway, there's a scene where the boyfriend and girlfriend are having sex in the tent, and Jason grabs like this giant like tent pole or, or metal pole or something and uh he shoves it through both of them and kills them and i remember i was literally drinking cough medicine because i was so sick and i threw it all up at that exact moment and from then on i was like i need to always watch these movies so before we go into what we're going to talk like i mean this show, we're going to get off topic all the time. Yeah. That's, yeah that's you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm fine with it. Um, one day, I want to do a whole episode on just like Friday the 13th movies. Maybe no, even yeah. like it, maybe even Probably like cut we should, it down. I was going to say, you should just do each one as an episode. Yeah. Yeah. But my favorite, my favorite kill from a Friday the 13th movie, I don't know, I don't know why, I guess just the way it's shot yeah. is the uh, wheelchair Friday the 13th part Oh, two. part three? Or part, yeah, part two, my bad. Yeah. Wait, is it part two? Part two. Yeah, because Amy Steele's in that one. Yeah. And they go, they go out to the bar, and everybody else is mm. still there. That's right. Yeah, and he, he gets, he's rolling down the... He gets a hatchet. He gets the hat. He gets the, the, the head. machete or a hatchet. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah, machete, yeah. And just that scene of the way he goes down backwards, it's just like... I love it. I love it. Wheelchair guy getting it in the face. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the best kill. A lot of people say it's a sleeping bag, but I think that one's better. God, I, I love the... Uh, when Kevin Bacon gets the fucking arrow through his neck. So, <laughs> I'm seeing a trend with the with the Marvel of Horror. Yeah. Kevin Bacon got mentioned last week. Okay. Because of Hollow Man. Oh, Hollow Man's a good movie. Now he's, now he's getting mentioned this week. I wonder if that's going to be an ongoing thing. Where he just <laughs> gets Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, Six, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon yeah. here at the Marvel of Horror. Anyway, yeah. I know uh, I do want to talk about Nosferatu. <laughs> so, I know you have questions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. No, yeah. Like I said, this is fantastic. Yeah. So, getting you on the show, yes, we wanted to talk about the 1922 Nosferatu. Yeah. Which, you see the, you see so much swag here. I always oh, try beautiful. to uh, put some beautiful. stuff out here. I love that you have the OG with his, uh, like, garb on before he's the iconic, like, creature that's standing on the ship and mm-hmm. everything, like... You have uh, the fucking count as he's meant to be seen originally. So this, I've actually had this for a couple years. I think uh, even though I bought it from Sideshow, I believe um, Go Blackheart or Blackheart Studios is the ones who like responsible for like the sculpt and the paint. So beautiful. You see, he's holding the. Oh, it comes out? It comes He's <gasps> holding the actual Ooh. locket with, uh... What, Mina? Yeah. So, in this movie... I, see, I haven't watched it. Like, I've... Okay, so this is gonna sound really... I don't know, but weird, but... I, I don't sleep good, so... I play... Uh, either old-time radio or old movies... 
when I sleep and I'll play them like next to my face or under my pillow. Okay. And Nosferatu is like my go-to uh, film. I think the crackle too helps me fall asleep, like the white noise yeah. of it. Um, what's that? What's that called? ASMR. ASMR. Yeah. Yeah. This is your version of it. Yeah, it's kind of like because I like old time radio. Like I, I've been listening to that since I was a little kid. Um, but I love when in that that time period of Hollywood when they were bringing the old comics to life, because I see like I know this is the Marvel horror. Like I don't like Marvel movies. Oh yeah. Which is like I know like fucking. Don't gas, worry. Gas movies. Yeah. We're, we're democratic here. I, yeah, no, we, I we respect your opinion. I, I've tried <laughs> for years. I will sit down and watch them, and I go, I just, it just doesn't hit me in the way Nosferatu does, or even the cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Like, I will watch that a hundred times before I watch fucking. Believe me, I. Ant Man. I do like the Marvel movies, or at least like the, the, the last wave of them has been uh, subpar, in my opinion. If you're, like, a Marvel, like, a steady Marvel fan, yeah. the last phase has not been very good, and a lot of people would agree with me, I think. But I would much rather watch Abbott and Costello. Oh, my God, dude. Meet Frankenstein, or... God, I think it's cool that the Universal films, the Universal Monster movies specifically, were the first films to ever cross universes. Yeah. And, like... I mean, you wouldn't have Marvel movies without that. That is, this is very true. Yeah, like, you want to talk about yeah, you want to talk about expanding the universe. Of they course. they wrote the book on how to do it. Look at House of Frankenstein. House of Frankenstein's with Doctor Alucard, right? Or, yes, and, and he becomes yeah. They flip the name around. Like mm -hmm. that's just so silly. Do you know? And you probably do know this because you're a you're a student of Universal. That why Bell Lugosi, who to me is the worst Frankenstein. Love you, Bella, but he's the worst Frankenstein. Do you know why he played Frankenstein in Frankenstein Meets the Wolfman and why he played him the way he played him? I assume just to spite Boris Karloff, but, but why? They had a, well, in Ghost of Frankenstein, yeah. where they do the switch, mm -hmm. and Igor goes blind, they had a whole script written where he was going to play Frankenstein but talk and act like Igor and act blind. That's why when you go back and you watch it and Lon Chaney's like guiding him along because he can't see and he's just like, ah, <laughs> Like that's all he does yeah. because they cut his dialogue. Uh, but he was going to do the whole movie as Igor. That's why they got him to play it. And I think you can find, you can find like some of the, you might even be able to find some of the audio like online. Did you ever see the video of when Lon Chaney Jr. was supposed to play Frankenstein for a live adaptation of, on television? Oh, and he didn't break the chair? Yeah. Because he, he, got, he got a little he wasted. Got, he got and he, wasted, And they yeah. told him, he, they, or I'm sorry, he thought they were practicing and they weren't. And he would just pick up the chairs and put them back down. Yeah, because, he because to... yeah, he didn't want to break them. Because he thought it was, it was a live rehearsal. show, yeah. and he thought it was rehearsal. Yeah, I just that video cracks me up every time. That and his performance in Alligator People makes me laugh because he's so fucked up. Not the whole movie, not Spider Baby. Oh God, <laughs> Spider Baby! Isn't Sid Haig in that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think he is. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. So getting back to yeah, Nosferatu. So okay. I um I watched this recently, um and I can, you know, I can see why people uh think after even over a hundred years old yeah, that it's probably one of if not the best vampire movie ever made wow so the first time i'd ever seen this film like i said i don't yeah. seen i've only seen like stills of it for the longest time mm -hmm. and i think back in back in like 99 or 2000 when yeah. ebay was still very new i got a vhs copy of it finally it was it was something i saw after for a long time and i I don't really know if you could really get your hands on it for the longest time because of everything with, like, um, I guess what, Stoker's... They didn't really get the rights to mm. make... Because it's basically Dracula. Well, yeah, that's the whole... You saw the film Shadow of the Vampire, right? Yes. Yeah, so that kind of goes into it. I mean, it's a little bit, you know, amped up for a film, but yeah. they, they... But they got not, a, yeah, It's not that they couldn't exactly. get the rights, it's that they didn't obtain the rights. And, and then they, they got they sued. Yeah. There were so many rumors 
that he was a real vampire growing up because he was a method actor and that he, yeah. slept, he slept in a coffin and all this stuff. Well, that and like he, that and I think he's still kind of like a mysterious guy. Like I don't really know what he, I don't know what he really did career wise. Well, he was like a theater movie. actor for most of his career. He was in other films. I just can't remember them at the moment. Well, I'll talk to like younger people and they'll be like. Yeah, acting just like wasn't as good back in the in the day. Like I can't watch old movies, and I'm like, I'm like, I see why you say that because you're not used to it. But acting was just as good. It was just different. It was just different. I mean, Bela Lugosi is one of my favorite actors of all time because of the way that he acts. Max Schreck was was a monster in that movie. I mean, he was a creature in that movie. Like. There was nothing else like that at the time. I think the only thing close before Nosferatu, like you said, it's 1922, so over 100 years old, was the, um, I guess, the Thomas Edison Company. I was just about to say that when they did Frankenstein in 1910. But even that, like, the creature spoke and had, you know... Yeah, and it was only like a... It was only like a scene. It was only the creation scene. Right, I think the the whole film is like, under nine minutes or something. Yeah, but like, it like it, but it was 1910. It was right, the first time exactly. I, like, I would have paid a lot of money to go see that. Yeah, oh, man. Cool. Yeah, yeah, take my money. Well, I kind of feel like, too, with Nosferatu is like... Because you can find Nosferatu now in every horror collection in any store because it's public domain. Yeah. But I feel like scenes have been added in because, like, when I watch it now, like, if you just go on YouTube and watch it or whatever, like... It's a lot longer than it used to be, and I'm pretty sure there's different music than there originally was. Well, there's different music, and I believe, so, there's there's definitely a bunch of different, like, styles or versions of it, because I even believe, so this is a German film, and then, I think years later, when they aired it in Austria, Mm -hmm. they changed it up, and they were like, well, and they even changed... I think that's when, like, the name started to change, too. Because they're like, nah, well, this is a German film, so we're using German names. But then when they aired it other places, that's when they kind of started changing some stuff. And like I said, the music changed. It's the first, uh, I didn't realize it's the first film to actually capture a vampire dying from the sun. Right. Because even Dracula doesn't die from the sun in the book. He just gets weak. Mm -hmm. He's weak and stuff, but he can still walk out in, in the daylight. It is odd also, the way that he dies in this movie, because you think the whole time that he's this great and powerful being, and then he just stands there and kind of takes it. I don't know. That always bothered me, too, but that's in any vampire movie. Like, vampires have every fucking weakness possible. Some movies, silver will kill them, you know? Mm. Some movies, garlic will kill them. Sunlight. Uh, a stake through the heart. They can't cross running water in certain Hammer horror movies. Every Dracula movie, they come up with a new way. They'd be like, well, this weekend's vampires, right. which is just a yeah. setup to how they're going to get him in the end. I think... I oh, think Crosses, by, that's another one? Well, hold on. So by the... Uh, it's the Satanic Rites of Dracula yeah. where yep. was the last one. And that's the one where... They just so happen to what? Come up... Come up oh, these typical thorns... It believes these. I believe these thorn bushes, or they believe these thorn bushes were the ones that actually made the thorns that go on Christ's head. And you know, vampires hate anything Catholic, (laughs) and he gets stuck in that particular thorn. I'm like, come on, man. Oh, dude. Well, it's the same with fucking. It's the same with Godzilla, bro. Oh yeah. Somehow they decide to use electrical um, line, electric lines, to hurt him. And, then, and, you know, in, like in Godzilla vs. King Kong, the original That's 1962 exactly version, they too. trap him in the electric line. He's a fucking walking atomic bomb. Sometimes it hurts him, and then other times it makes him stronger. I'm like, can we just... Like, well, this is the same character. <laughs> when King... In, in Godzilla vs. King Kong, the, yeah. the electric what made... The, the electric made Kong strong, didn't it? Somehow, I'm yes. Like, he's a giant ape. The Wait till you see... Have you ever seen King Kong Escapes with Mechanicon? No. <sighs> you just wait for it. Oh man, <laughs> it's I'll awesome! Put, actually, it's that's a good li- movie. It's on my list. Yeah, it's actually a really fun movie. When I watch the 1922 Nosferatu, yeah. I don't see. Well, that's Max Shrek in makeup. I see Nosferatu, and he's me too. And he's weird. Yes, great friend of mine, very talented, uh, Kristen Margiano, which oh, I, yeah, I she's awesome. awesome. Which I, I hope we get her on the show. Yeah, uh, she did that very nice uh, dancing piece back. Oh, there. that's great. 
Uh, she she has this copy, or she had this copy of Nosferatu. We don't know where she got it. We don't want to know. <laughs> Someone took typo negative music. Oh, cool, yeah. And cut, and like, you know what I mean? So the movie's cut to like, love you to death and stuff like wow. that. Like, I mean, but it's like, you don't really hear much of like Peter Steele singing, but it's like, they just took the music of typo negative and incorporated it into those for film. And it's like, it's, it's fucking awesome. It sounds oh, fucking great. That. Yeah. It's cool. really cool. So it's like, if more versions, like now to this public domain, you might see a lot more versions like that start coming out. I think that'll like pique people's interest, but then again, never lose the original film no matter how much like the you may love the organ music i may think it's kind of corny <laughs> this is actually something i was going to bring up was now when you try to find the movie there's a blue filter on it most of the time and i know this is like uh like black and white um you know or silver tone whatever you want to call it micro micro chrome is that what they call yeah, it yeah something like that something like, that. like I, I understand but it does have like a blue tint mm -hmm. and that i remember being added to the film so that it was brighter um but i never really liked that like i like my black and white movies like gray yeah. and black and white. even sometimes like the ones i saw it even had like a thing of like the one i watched when he's coming through like the doorway basically like that scene right there was yeah. coming hands oh, yeah. stuff real creepy that iconic scene mm -hmm. it's almost even kind of like yellow yes yes so do you know in uh i believe it comes out in august and i think the movie's called the doomed voyage of the demeter or the last voyage of the demeter no i have no idea there's a movie coming out where it's just it's it's just that part of the story Wow. And the guy who directed it is, uh, I forget his name, but it's the same guy who directed uh, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Great film. Great film. Oh, good. I'm glad you so, like that movie. Oh, I love that's that great. movie. Yeah. That, to me, that's one of the... I feel like that's a sleeper hit with horror It's a fans. sleepy hit. It's a sleeper hit. And yeah. It's one of the better horror movies to come out in the last, uh, what was that, like 20, was that 2016? I think you're right, yeah. I think it was 2016. That's... That's probably one of the la that's probably one of the best horror movies to come out in like the last ten years. Well, it's funny we're talking about this stuff because this film is kind of what kicked off the German expressionist movement. This and the Cabinet of Dr. Caligari. Yeah, which true. was very um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like off course for German art. I mean, especially propaganda as we know today. You know, twenty years later for that, or not even twenty years later. This is 1922, so. By like 1932, 1933 is when the whole Nazi movement started really taking yep. off. I mean, they were around before that, but it was really taking off. And this is very out of character for Germans to make, at the time, to make this kind of art. Especially this something this good. Like, you know... Yeah, because um, yeah, they were still dealing... I mean, you know, this is, like you said, 1922. This is coming off, uh, this is coming off like the aftermath of World War One. Mm -hmm. where Germany didn't fare too yeah. well after that. Yeah. So. I really do, like, it's funny that this movie every once in a while will will come back into the mainstream, like, pop culture. Like, okay, like, for example, when I was a kid growing up, Spongebob was getting really popular. Oh, I know the episode you talked yeah, about. Yeah, and either the hash-slinging slasher yeah. and all that. And, they, and at the end, the lights are flickering, and they're just doing that. Nosferatu! Yeah, and like oh, that's yeah. hilarious, because I, as a kid, like I was like, oh my god, I know what that is. Yeah. Like, I don't want something like this to ever get lost. I mean, this, like... Horror is imagery, right? Like, yeah. Horror is subjective, because... Being what you laugh at and what scares you are the most subjective things in the world. Mm -hmm. And Nosferatu, to this day, still has this really scary imagery. Like, the scene, one of my favorite scenes is the scene where he's the, um, the, the, the guy that picks up the Jonathan Harker character. Oh, yeah, he's, at the uh, Borgo Pass. Exactly. He, he picks him up. And you see his creepy face, you know, kind of hidden and everything. I just love it. It's yeah, just so, it's so eerie. It's great. I love the, I think one of my favorite scenes from that movie is the, uh, you know, like, I love the shadow. Oh, yeah. Like, coming up. Up. yeah. The, um, the one scene where he's 
going after Mina and she's sitting there on the bed and it's just a shot of her and then you see the shadows of his hands and his fingers yes. and they're coming like towards her heart yeah. and then they close and, and, and then she goes like this and it's like that's like really that's really cool that's some, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's such a just a simple smart camera shot that oh, I would yeah. love to see more modern movies play with like I think even Francis like Francis Ford Coppola did a lot of that in Bram Stoker's oh my Dragon. god yes that's a brilliant film I, I I'm not like a huge it. Coppola fan either but I have a love hate relationship really? with that film. Yeah. Is it because Keanu Reeves is such a bad That's <laughs> He's come a long way. Yeah, Keanu people love him. Uh... There he is, the man himself. <laughs> He's grown young. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, when he I just love how half of the movie he tries to do a British accent and then the other half the the director, Francis Ferguson, was probably just like hey, Just forget it. Yeah, dude. Just, yeah. <laughs> just be Keanu, okay? Like how do you do a Dracula film in 2023 and make it scary? Okay, well, this this goes with um, with anything. Like, what scares people right now? Folk horror is really scary very to big. people. Um, the term elevated horror, I really hate it, but that's what people, <laughs> that's what audiences want, is elevated horror. So... To me, horror was already elevated because it had to figure out what people are scared of and then turn those fears into imagery and put it in a story that lasts an hour and a half. Yeah. And to me, horror was always making fun of society and it was always elevated. But now you have fucking... Anyway. So they're doing a film, right? a movie comes out in, what, like two weeks, I think? It's Renfield, which I think will be a really great movie. Yeah, I think I, think I be, really I, have high hopes for it. I, I I'll but see it's it. going to be a horror comedy yeah. because when people think of monsters now, they think it's silly. And when you read Dracula and when you read Frankenstein, those books are scary, not just because of the monster. It's what the people surrounding the monster do. So how do we make Dracula scary? Well, you can like. In 2023, which they're going to get into, but more in a comedic way. But to me, yes, Dracula's scary because he gets into your soul. He can change into fog. He can change into animals. You know, he can spy on you. He can be around you at all times. He can appear younger, older, whatever. You get into the people that become desperate to fulfill Dracula's needs and the terrifying things those people, those humans, will do. In order to please him, and that to me would be really scary. I'm actually reading Dracula currently. Oh, cool, cool, yeah. Um, you know, I read it back in the day, and I think I wasn't. Uh, I just didn't. I just didn't think I appreciated it. Yeah. Now I'm actually reading it, and I, you know, a little wiser now, and I appreciate it a little bit more. Dracula's not really in the book. It's so I. It's think, all done through journal entries. It's all done through journal entries, and it's all like so. I think if you're going to make a Dracula film, definitely take that concept you're talking about. But also, this is one of those cases where less is more. Like, that's one thing about horror, too, especially about monsters. The monsters are always scary up, in, up until you see them. Now they're not scary. Right. Make a movie where you don't really see Dracula. Like, you know, you know who I think... Could make a really good Dracula movie just because the way he shoots a camera, and I'm gonna go back and I like the yeah. way like in like he shot Insidious and stuff. I think James Wan would be able to make. A oh, he's he, James Wan. Honestly, is such a talented director. A spe for for people like us that grew up on horror movies, James Wan isn't just a shitty Hollywood like I'm gonna do whatever the next big ghost movie is. No, like James Wan actually gives a shit about what scares people. Yeah. He gives a shit about horror. I think he can go and do Aquaman and Fast, yeah, Fast and Furious stuff because he's like, you know what? He's they're just like, a great director. They're going to pay me a lot of fucking money just to go and have fun. Well, it's it's why Alfred Hitchcock can do, you know, uh, Dial M for Murder 
and Which also is an awesome movie. It's one of my favorite <laughs> movies, but it's not really a horror film. It's very much just a cool mystery mm. fun movie. But then he can do something really scary. Like not only Psycho, Psycho is scary. I think Psycho holds up in a lot of ways. Oh, I love but look at Rear Window. Rear Window is terrifying. You have a guy who can't leave his apartment. He's now spying on people and he's and he's starting to kind of go crazy not being able to leave, spying on people, getting into their lives, and then he starts witnessing a mur multiple murders. But you know what movie I think is really scary, and I think in a very um, subtle way it ties into, like, with social media and with things, like, you just can't really, you can't really seem to escape things. You can't really seem to turn your brain off, because every time you do, you just get, like, the Godfather 3, they just pull you back in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you get, everybody has fear of missing out, too. That too. FOMO, yeah. Um, but um, Strangers on a Train. Oh my God. Incredible film. That's a scary, like, to that me, is a scary movie. That's a scary movie. Yeah. Like, okay, well, no matter what I do, I can't get rid of this person. Right. And that's kind of like, you can always kind of make a thing like, that, that's why online bullying gets to people now. Because oh, yeah. you can't just go to a different school. They're going to be there because now everything's online. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like that, to me, that... that to me, that's a movie you could redo with that kind of, and play around with that. No, I, I agree. One thing that's really popular right now, I was saying folk horror, which I, I, don't, I don't know why the term folk horror has just made this huge hit with, with crowds. I guess it's just, I don't really, I don't really play get you it. Robert Eggers. Well, yeah, I mean, and see, that's <laughs> The Witch, great movie. Cause at least in my opinion. Oh, I, I think love it's, that movie. I think it's a wonderful film. But like people, people really were scared of Hereditary, which to me, I, I think it's a it was really a good, good movie. movie. I thought I, it was scary. I wasn't, yeah. To me, I was like, oh, this is like a thing I've seen a bunch already. I feel like, I mean, look at um, any haunted house movie from like the seventies or I mean, like when when that was really big, like uh, Hell House and stuff like that, Legend of Hell House. <laughs> I wish they would do like an updated really cool really rated r we're, we're we don't care who we offend we're gonna do it anyway version of hell house well you had um you had the one on netflix that, that, was, that was a series but that was hill house yeah that was like similar concept and i know that they based that story off of the legend of hell house well no so that was based off of shirley jackson's haunting of hill house i'm talking about richard matheson's hell yeah house. the legend of hell house right oh i i'm sorry i thought they based that on the legend of hell house Nah, they based it all they did it off of um richard matheson is just an incredible horror sci oh yeah i mean we're still doing his movies to this day which is insane well you brought up the twilight zone i mean yeah well that's my favorite series of all time i mean which he wrote a bunch of he, all the all the memorable ones mm -hmm. the uh liz and I, my wife liz and i were just talking about um because she never really grew up watching the twilight zone so i showed her all that and she got addicted she was like can we just watch another episode of twilight zone and i was like this show is so good still i miss the days of like tape and stuff like you could tape so much stuff off a of TV because back then they used to play so much cool stuff. Here's what I miss. Um, so I still get Fangoria magazine to this day. I miss the horror fans that were like us that loved it so much that we had to find out what was coming out from Fangoria we had to go to a, a movie store, buy these movies. You know, I would go every mm -hmm. night after work. I would go to a video store and see what I could pick up. And and yeah. then like and then you just start telling your friends and showing your friends. And if they don't like it, whatever. I would buy. I would buy movies. I would buy movies that I never even seen them before. Just Same, all the time. Watch them. All I, the time. I had a or I'd read VHS collection. I would read in Fangoria. They would have like a little. Uh, spot section in the back and it would only have like a paragraph about each movie a lot of them are like indie films and I was like oh yeah. I gotta see that and I found out about so many good movies that way I'm still on I'm still on uh, arrowinthehead.com or joeblow.com I'm on there they like do, three times they do a some day. good YouTube videos um, well I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm, I'm chasing the dragon of of horror movies like I just you know what I mean like, it and just, that's funny I feel like I just keep going further and further back so do I. Because I'm going back to, it's like, you know what? Yeah, this movie came out, but then it's like, 
and I go to every horror movie that comes out. Like, I'm not just a fan and I go, oh, I only watch stuff from the 80s or whatever, because I'm like, no, like, give these new directors a chance. It's just, a lot of it just kind of blows me by. But then you have James Wan, once again, I'll bring up, he does this film like Malignant, and I thought that was a perfect movie. See, I wasn't a big fan of Malignant. But yeah, but that's crazy to me. I thought you would have loved it. Like, I was obsessed. I'm, like me, I'm going further, further out, like, with, foreign films now all the time well shutter i gotta say yeah. brings a lot of foreign films like um so my wife one of her favorite movies since we were young uh because we've, we've been friends since we were 15 and like she would tell me about this movie for years called santa sangre have you ever seen it mm -mm. well it's on uh shutter right now you should check it out and i don't want to give anything away but let's just say the film follows a boy who grows up whose mother is like a preacher, I guess, a priestess, maybe, of a okay. church that worships a saint whose arms are ripped off. And they bathe in, like, pools of blood and stuff. But it's so much... It's a very strange movie, but I would say stick That's with never, it, and I think yeah. you'll really like it. It's never stop. But that was... They put that on Shutter, and we were so excited. Um... She found it recently, a physical copy, which she's been looking for for years. We just found it. We went out to L.A. last week. Nice. Um, yeah. And we got to go see, um, we went to the neighborhood where they filmed Halloween. Um, my sister and my brother-in-law live near it. And we got to see the, the Myers house, the actual house that, that's now like an insurance office building, like a little tiny, <laughs> it's like a, like, yeah, like a little tiny house they do insurance out of. And then the, uh, the Strode house. And it still looks pretty similar. It's pretty cool. One of these days I want to go on a tour where I go and like uh, oh, visit yeah. like those spots. Like I want to get my picture yeah. taken on like the Exorcist stairs. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Hey man, tell me. You know, I'd love to go with wow. it. Wow. We'll, we'll, we'll put it in the books. Yeah. And you were so like to go back real quick about yeah. like, folk horror, and I was like made that joke about Blade and Robert. Well, I mean, Eggers. this is folk horror, really. Well, do you know you know Robert Eggers is remaking this. Dude, they've been talking about that since like 2016. It's shooting though. Is it really? It's really shooting. They even have a cast. So I gotta say, huge fan of The Witch. I hated The Lighthouse. I just, I didn't even think it was, like, entertaining. I was, I was just like, I don't understand why he made this. Because then I, we went and saw The Northman, and that was even better than The Witch. I mean, that, that movie was incredible. Like, he, I could tell he's an extremely talented director. I just... I was just talking to somebody about The Northman, and... I really liked, yeah, it was, my buddy Corey was over and we were talking about it. I really liked The Northman, and I thought The Northman was a great movie. But I think what, honestly, I think advertisers, like, messed up The Northman for people. Because I well, think they, yeah. they presented it like it was going to be this Conan movie, and it's really, like, it's really Hamlet meets Vikings. I don't say this much. This is, like, a lame thing to say. I was actually like this the whole movie. Like, I I was literally on the edge of my seat going, like, holy shit, I, I thought it was going to slow down. I thought it was going to slow down. It just keeps ramping up, and then... Oh, it's an awesome it's a movie. a beautiful film, too. Beautifully shot. That scene where he's fighting the, uh, like, the dead Viking in, the, in that hole that he falls into, I was like, this is amazing, dude. Everything takes Hamlet now, too. It's like, look at Sons but of really, Anarchy. And but like, really yeah. brings, like, that Shakespearean kind of attitude towards sure. it. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, I... But I think if you're gonna if you're going to remake this film, I mean He's that's, that's, that's the guy. He's your man. Probably I agree. I'm I'm so excited to see Nosferatu. I hope he does it in black and white, but he probably won't because he tried that with the lighthouse. And I just think, I mean, it looked great. I just I hope he does it in black and white. I think I hope he does too. I think there are some films that still need black and white. Have you ever seen the Mist? You've seen the Mist, mm -hmm. right? Have, did you see the black and white version? I did. I love that movie. It's not. It's white. cool. I think that movie should remain in black and white. And in fact, I know they were originally going to release it in black and white, but the um, the producers didn't think it would sell as much. Um, but I but I like the black and white version better. Nosferatu is basically the story of Dracula. A lot of things are very different. He uh, he stays old, where Dracula gets young. Yes. So I guess, I don't know, maybe because it's the time frame and maybe where they were in the part of the world, but one of the things I think is kind of cool about this is they they incorporate the plague in this film, which they don't do yes. in Dracula, obviously, because the year and it's mm -hmm. written. The early book was written in Britain. But yeah, since Germany, 1922, I like how they kind of bring like, the plague aspects into it. I kind of hope Me Robert too. Eggers keeps that in the film. I hope so, too. I think he's the perfect person to do a period piece. Like... 
I think he'll do everything just right on. I think Bill Skarsgård is going to be Nosferatu. Really? The guy who played Pennywise. The yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think All the Skarsgårds are really good actors. They're great actors. Yeah. And I think he can do it, but that's another thing, too. I hope they do... I hope he doesn't fall into the same trap Klaus Kinski falls into where... You can just see that it's him. I just see the actor. I, I, I hope the, they... No effect... Look, Bill Skarsgård's amazing. I'm not a fan of the It movies, but I think he did a good job as Pennywise. Touche. Okay, yeah. Um... <laughs> So, so, so this is what I would want to bring up, too, with horror that's, like, elevated horror or even, like, yeah, I'll even go as far as to say just, like, big Hollywood horror. They miss the mark, man. Like, every time... Okay, let's take Candyman. The original Candyman is a scary fucking movie. Yeah. Like, when you really... Okay, like, okay, sure, maybe the scene with um, uh, Ivan Raimi is, like, kind of silly. Other than that, it's a scary movie. It is. And it takes place mostly in the daytime, which is what's scary about it. When she's walking around in the shitty abandoned building, yeah. or that building that's like half abandoned and stuff. Parking garage. Yeah. It's, just, it's terrifying. Like, it's actually scary. My sister-in-law, this was, um, this was, this was still many years ago, but the movie was, the Candyman was what, 1993? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, so, this was probably... 2015. Okay. My sister-in-law saw that movie for the first time. Scared the living shit out of her. Yeah. We're talking. We're talking a movie from 1993. Right. It's 20. There's a, there's a woman old, in her yeah. 20s. Yeah. In 2015, scared the shit out of her. Oh, dude. Complete. <laughs> like, so. That's a serious. Sure I mean, that's just that's a testament to how good the movie is. So it is. It's a great film. Um, and then you have. The 2022 Candyman. Which, uh, all it did, and here's why they missed the mark. They they used the one thing about the movie. Oh, say my name five times and I'll appear in the mirror. It's like, bro, that's not what the fucking original is about. You're missing the whole point. Like, And, and even all the advertisements are, say his name, say his name. Same with it. It was... It was the fucking balloon everywhere. Everything was a balloon. Everything's a fucking balloon. We all float. It's like, bro, that's... God, that's not... Like, that's hardly a part of this whole yeah. thing. Like, You're just trying to get a tagline. You are, to, and it's You're trying to get so a tagline on shit to sell junk about the movie. Why is pa Paranormal Activity, the, the first one... Awesome. Great movie. I mean, like... You know, whatever. I, I, it is a great movie. Is there a fuck... There's no fucking tagline... There's nothing. You're just you're just like no. Like these people are live in a house. It's haunted. Yeah, because the guy the guy literally wanted to make a movie to scare you, and you could tell that's exactly what he wanted to do. Yeah, that's exactly what he did. The was it about merchandising or anything like that? The first teaser that they released for Candyman, I was so excited because it looked amazing. Because all they showed was the puppet show, of of telling the story of Candyman, which is terrifying. The original story of why Candyman became this entity is so scary. But then they just don't even show that in the movie. They just talk about it. Mm -hmm. And then they just give us a bullshit-ass movie that everybody just keeps saying is, like, good. But it's fucking not, like, okay, everybody, let, let's even say ten years from now. Is anyone gonna fucking bring that movie up ever again? No. And it sucks, too, because that, the main guy in that movie is in a is an incredible actor. Oh, he's great. And they, like, misused him. Or maybe they edited out his good scenes or something. I don't know. Because he plays um, Black Manta in... Uh, oh, Aquaman. yeah, he's awesome. And he's amazing, dude. Yeah. I was like, I was so excited when I saw that that guy was playing Candyman. I was like, oh, my God, they picked the perfect guy. He's going to be Wonder Man, speaking of oh, Marvel. Oh, for real? Yeah, speaking of Marvel, oh, man, that's he's cool. Wonder Man. Yeah, anyway, that dude, like, Hollywood, if you ever see that... Use that guy in more shit. That guy's an awesome actor. And don't fucking put him in shit movies anymore. <laughs> like, well, make him in good, put I him in like, good movies. Yeah, I feel like all they do is... But Candyman, that's just a classic fucking, you know, we have this IP and we're just, we're going to use it because it's going to draw in horror, old horror fans and kids that are into elevated horror. And exactly. It's just a, and it was a bad movie. It was just stupid. I didn't like it. No. I think when you're trying to, I think certain people when you're trying to like prove a point and you're trying to touch on like social issues, but you sacrifice like your you sacrifice like your story. Yeah. 
this is what you get. It's like the story is what's important. The story will sell the message that you're trying to sell, but keep the story good. And then, like I said, they I, just went off the they just went off the rails. And it just got yeah. real weird and dumb. And like, yeah, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. So I think, I think the reason Dracula and Nosferatu and a true old vampire tale is scary. Especially if you film something in this time period when you don't know what time period it is. Like, a lot of the Universal Monsters movies is like, you never have any idea what time period it's supposed to be. Like, no. sometimes people have phones, sometimes everything's lit by candlelight, whatever. See, I love movies like that. Me I love too. Movie. I it love follows movies. is like that. Yes. It follows. I couldn't tell no, you what year that is. No, it's you awesome. have no idea. It's super weird and I love it. That movie yeah. is so fucking good. That's a scary yeah, movie. That is a scary movie. And that, and that I would say is elevated horror because it's, I guess you would consider that elevated horror because it has it's it's kind of it's an allegory for STDs. So, um, and Dracula is all these old folk tales put together. The actual story of Dracula is all these different folk tales put together of vampires, werewolves, um, just anything. People, you know, goblins, like things from hell, the devil, whatever. It's all these different things put together from all these different communities that were kind of cut off from the modern world yeah that's what makes it scary is that um you know you have people that don't have access to the internet and don't have access to lots of information and you have monsters like a vampire a nosferatu somebody who somehow has been surviving for a thousand years or whatever how i can't remember how old he says he's in the book but he says he's like 900 years old yeah or some something shit. like that and he's been feeding off of people to survive and and he brings plagues wherever he goes and that is terrifying and you can do that in a film today you still can make nosferatu scary i mean i'm scary that's what's so great about renfield the character dwight fry in the original in the you know in the bay lugosi dracula he played that part so he did, man. I remember that. I remember being a kid and seeing that scene for the first time where he's he's like, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah the light shine on. Yep. And, just, and I was like, oh, my God. He looks like a really fucking crazy person. Oh, yeah. He's amazing, dude. I just I just love him as an actor anyway. I uh, love Max Shrek. I think Nosferatu is one of those movies that every, you know, maybe 25, 30 years... Like, there will be a group of people that will come back to it and be like, oh, man, this is interesting. Like, you know, the imagery in this is what we know today of what we look at for vampires. You know, John Dickinson High School has, like, the second largest organ in the country. I did not And they play silent films there, like Nosferatu, and there's a live organ player that plays to the movie. I don't know if they still do it, but the, um... What's that famous cemetery in Philadelphia? Oh, Laurel Hill Cemetery? Laurel Hill yeah, Cemetery they do too, yeah. used to have screenings every Halloween mm-hmm. in Nosferatu that's there. Cool. That's cool. That's got to be fucking awesome. Yeah, dude. I got to take you to the Mahoning Drive-In. I've been there. Oh, you have? Oh, I've been there. Oh, yeah. Okay, we're going to go see uh, Robocop and Terminator in May. But now that I'm older, I can't stand... I can't stand Linda Hamilton or that boy... Oh, Edward Furlong? I cannot stand the two of them. Now that I'm older, I cannot stand the two of them. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's fun. I like Predator 2, actually, better than Predator 1. All right. Yeah. We're we're, going to end the show right (laughs) here. Get the hell out. Dude, I love Predator 2. It's so insane. Oh, no, It's okay. Oh, my God. I love it. It's not Predator. Yeah, but Predator 2 is cool because... They're in. They're in the distant future of the post-apocalyptic 1997. Oh God! Isn't yeah. that four years after the original Terminator? Isn't that four years after the original uh, Judgment Day? No, that is the original Judgment Day. Oh. It's 1997, and somehow, yeah. Also, it's also when Escape from New York took place. What the fuck is up with that it's, year? It's hilarious, dude. <laughs> I don't know. For some reason, I think they were just like, "Well, we can't say the year 2000, so we're gonna say around then." I really think that's what it was. But I love Danny Glover. Like, I think I'll watch anything with Danny Glover in it. And and uh, he's great in Predator 2. I guess we, we'll end it there. We started We started out... Well, that's the beauty of the Marvel of Horror. We talk all things old and new as it relates to... I want to do this all the time. Me too. Because my friends... Hey, me. I'll do this every day. Yeah, yeah, dude. I Dude, horror is my life. I...
you and I talk about this all the time. If I could just quit my job and make horror movies and write horror movies, because I write horror also, mm -hmm. if I could just do that, I would. I love it so much. Well, I'm really hoping one day you and I will be sitting here in front of these cameras, or these yeah. phones, and talk <laughs> and talk about horror stuff that like horror content me and you actually created. Uh, well, right now, me and my friend Rick, who you know, um, we've been filming a horror film, a short film. It's going to be about, uh, I think it's going to be about 12 minutes long at the end of it. Uh, and we're almost done. We're so close. But I got <laughs> I got sick, and so was he. He was sick, too. He got me sick, I think. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're almost done, and it's going to be a really, really cool horror film. I did the Marvel of Horror because I'm a horror enthusiast. Yeah. I'm a fan, So, and you're a fan. Yes. That's why, like, just sitting here bullshitting is... Oh, yeah. You know, we get off topic because we love talking yeah, about Yeah, but it. other horror fans, I think, want to hear opinions on other horror movies. Oh, I mean, it's just, sometimes it's the only thing that gets you through the day. And I'm telling you, after people see this, after people see this episode, I know exactly what they're going to think. How does that guy think Predator 2 is better than Predator? <laughs> yeah. Who the fuck is that guy? I didn't say it's, it is better. I said I like it better because it's <laughs> awesome. It's like, so what? insane. The fact that he skins people... And then, like, just but he hangs skins them. But he skins them in the... Yeah, but you one. see more shit in Predator. Predator 2 is violent. It's way more violent than Predator. I don't know, man. I don't know. Just... I also like Requiem better than the original Alien vs. Predator. I hated both of them. Oh, they're both terrible, yeah. but I like Requiem better. I hate them, but that's just, that's just... And it's so dumb. You might as well tell me you think puke is better than shit. <laughs> they're scary stink. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah they're pretty bad. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Find us at the Marvel of Horror Podcast on YouTube. Leave your comments. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. And uh, we'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Fat Matt. Thank you. And uh, he will be back. We will be back. See you soon. Find us on YouTube at the Marvel of Horror Podcast. Like, subscribe, leave your comments below.